want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now to the fabulous big bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet and we'll go out back. I'll kick you in the nuts and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. F*** you, Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry, too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. <laughs> Good Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a he just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zones, the fabulous Big Bet. I am your host, Memphis, and you can find me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And with me, as always, for the fabulous Big Bet, he is Dr. Kyle. You can find him on Twitter at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. Dr. Kyle, man, how was your, uh, your week of action and week in general? Uh, it was good. Not great. I think we've seen a, a theme with my, my weeks of action the past couple of weeks, but I think we are far enough into the season where we're starting to see some trends and some patterns. I look forward to the weeks ahead. Otherwise it is, it's fall. Fall's my favorite season. We're into the football season. I'm not sweating my tits off everywhere I walk or bike in New York city. So I'm a happy camper. Are you one of those people who are just moist no matter where he goes in the summertime? Yeah, moist is not my favorite word to use, but that's why I use it because yes, it makes people it makes people very <laughs> uncomfortable. You know, you just use the word moist, and uh, it just makes your skin crawl. 
Uh, Moist and frothy. Moist and frothy. Now, I have had the good fortune of having a good uh, temperature regulation system built in this model. Uh, I I, I tend to do pretty well. So I've never had that problem. Now, my dad, my dad was a bigger fella. And when I was a kid, I was like, Dad, man, what's going on? He's like, look, son, the slightest movement makes a fat person sweat. And my, my dad was a very big guy, and uh, I, I'm very fortunate in that uh, I, I, I do not have that problem. But I'll, I'll tell you what else is not a problem. Uh, the, the Debbie show, you know, our boys Kane, Shane, uh, at one day the very vacationing Josh Dysinger and Jerry. Um, we're going to get all four of these guys together. It's tentatively scheduled for the Monday, let's see, that 24, 25, the Monday the 26th, I believe, right after the Big Ten goes back to football. And I'll tell you, obviously I'm doing the the fabulous big bet with Dr. Kyle. I do the Dynasty Warzone. I do stuff on YouTube. I do stuff with our Patreon. I don't have a lot of time to watch college football. As a matter of fact, if I didn't help out and do stuff around the house on Saturdays, there wouldn't be any pro football for me on Sundays. So I need guys like Kane, like Shane, like Jerry to really fill me in, you know, the, these guys, I, I have a, a general idea. Doctor, uh, Doctor Kyle, you ever, uh, you ever lay any bricks or uh, do any drywall, any construction type work? I've, I've dabbled. I, you I've know, dabbled in some construction. You know, my, my knowledge of these college players in the game, those are the bricks. But the the information that these guys bring to me, that's the that's the mortar. That's the thing that brings it all together for me. And they have been. Uh, I'm not putting myself over too strong, but I've done real well identifying rookies uh, from a draft position and a draft value standpoint in Dynasty Fantasy Football, but it's because of guys like these. I take my overall uh, process and use the stuff these guys bring to that. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube and to the podcast so you never miss a Debbie Warzone and then the Dynasty Warzone. Uh, if you listen to this, the 15th, on the 14th, we had Will Harris from uh viridian global our apparel merchandiser and uh, we did some quarterback uh, rookie young guy buys and sells and some old guy buys and sells as well as got into some of the uh, the really cool stuff behind the merchandise here at the dynasty war zone and we had our graphics guru if you go over to youtube the dynasty war zone on youtube i mean even if you hate the content you can't not love the graphics uh, the injury report graphic that you and Maddie do is my favorite with the, the Dynasty Warzone logo with the Band-Aid on it. And you guys dropped one of those on Wednesday. Is that correct? Yeah, we did that uh, four or five hours ago. If you're listening to this live on YouTube on Wednesday evening, <laughs> yes. If you're listening to this in podcast form, you have to go back and find it on on YouTube. And let's see what else we got going on. Uh, YouTube, lots of live streams. You guys will do another injury update, what, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday morning? Yeah, I mean, actually, it was kind of lucked out that we did it Sunday morning this past week because there was enough change from uh, Saturday afternoon to Sunday morning where I think we did it like an hour before kickoff, uh, just under the wire. But, yeah, we're, we're trying to get one post-week every week, uh, like a Tuesday. This week we did Wednesday because there was – Oh, Tuesday football. Cool. Except we lost Thursday football. So, you know, six and one half dozen the other. Uh, and then one Saturday or Sunday before the next slate of games going into the week. So, yeah, tune in. So, as many of you know, we don't have a website at the Dynasty Warzone. It, it, as, as odd as this is going to be to say, Dr. Kyle, uh, having a website is almost 
almost antiquated technology at this point. You know, so we're going to start doing some rookie rankings. I'm working with Maddie, our guru. He's going to incorporate our rankings with live video so that when I go to give you, I'm going to try, keyword try, try to do that this weekend. And I got to send that over to Maddie so he can mix the, the graphics with the live video of me uh, talking about my, I'm going to re-rank the top 12 rookies. I'm going to pretend like I have every draft pick 12 in a row and who I would take and a little bit of why. Uh, hopefully it'll be like you know 10 15 minutes and you know i'll start doing some more of these so a lot coming on the dynasty war zone on youtube thank you to everyone who has subscribed in recent weeks it's it's very flattering uh to see the number of you joining it doesn't look like a big number but it's a big number to us because it's a new platform and we're hoping to grow this just like we've grown the podcast and last thing speaking of growing the podcast dr kyle what is the freest way to help us grow this podcast do you want me to play dumb or you want me to act like I've heard this a thousand times well, before? Because well, I have. You, yeah, you just go give us a five-star review. It's free. We're going to talk about all of our great sponsors here in just a few minutes. But if, if you want to help us for free, hit pause. Go into your podcast player. Leave us a five-star. Boom. We are on a race. Our goal by season's end is to get to 200 on iTunes. We're at about 200 combined across all platforms. But, guys, for whatever reason if you're into analytics it's itunes is the analytic so even if you don't have an itunes we'd love to have it on on stitcher on podbean whatever it is and it's 100 percent free for you to help us you can find us on instagram and twitter at dynasty warzone on both but if you don't delve into the world of social media and during this very crazy political time i do not blame you but if you want to reach out to the show you can simply go to dynastywarzone at gmail shoot me an email uh, if it's not for me if you want to get a hold of dr kyle or maddie big chest or jerry i can forward that email along for you so that's all the good stuff that we have going on uh dr kyle are you ready to get rocking with a, a little recap of our action from last week i'm ready to rock out with, with your socks rock out rock out with your socks out <laughs> Uh, okay, well, listen, real quick, this first segment is brought to you by the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, and the reason why the Patreon's rocking is the group chat. No community is a community without the people in it, and I would say the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, I'm a little biased, is the best Patreon in Dynasty fantasy football space, and it's because everyone's involved, everyone has a voice, we're all learning and, and working with each other, and this coming Thursday, if you're listening to this on Thursday the 15th. Uh, we're taking this lack of Thursday night football. We're going to turn we're going to turn this chicken shit into some chicken salad. So we're going to take this free evening for all of us and we're going to do our first ever Patreon parking lot party. Dr. Kyle, do you know what a Patreon parking lot party is? Onomatopoeia? God, you and the onomatopoeia, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I'm going to knock I'm going to knock you down. It is where we're going to fire up a Zoom and we're going to get as many people in there as possible. And we're just going to talk. We're going to talk dynasty fantasy football. We're going to talk gambling. We're going to talk football in general. We're going to talk life. I told everybody to bring a book, not like physically, but like bring the title of a book, a podcast, something like that. It's, it's the first of many uh, opportunities to just hang out and fellowship and, and be part of a community. And that looks like something that you're into. Maybe you're, maybe you're league uh, chat is dry. Maybe your league is boring. Uh, our two newest members, Will 
and Carl have both taught have both told us that. Hey, that's why I showed up. My group chat is boring. My league is boring. It's a great group of, group of people to play fantasy football with, but they're not very active. And they love the active nature of the group chat. You can check all that out. You can Instagram uh, me or uh, tweet me at DWZ Memphis, or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and you can see what's going down over there. All right, Dr. Kyle, do you want to recap first, or do you want me to recap uh, the week that was in week five with our personal bets? I just one question first. Sure. Memphis, would you prefer a dry league chat or a moist league chat? Uh, the moistest. The moistest. If you remember the baseball player, Moises Alou. Um, I like my league chats like my towelettes moist. A nice moist towelette, a nice moist group chat. So do, do you want to go with your moist recap or my moist recap for week? week? I'll, go, I'll go with my – I would say my recap was – a bit drier than it was moist this past mm, week, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to fire it in there. Well, luckily it's dry, so it'll burn quickly. So there you go. Um, yeah, so I thought for sure, like I have, you know, five out of five times, even though I've only been correct three out of five times, thought my big bet was surefire. I, uh, I had the Colts giving Cleveland one and a half, and I significantly – undervalued or I take that back I significantly overvalued Philip Rivers in regards to Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski just drew up a beauty of a game plan for Baker Mayfield um you know I'm not gonna do too much of a spoiler alert but you've heard Memphis talk about this before Baker is not an all-time great quarterback but he's a system quarterback and he is in the right system Kevin Stefanski Made Case Keenum look like an MVP quarterback a couple years ago. Kirk Cousins looked great last year. And he's making Baker Mayfield look like at least a playoff contending quarterback this year. Um, So I'm going to have to adjust how I value Cleveland going forward. Maybe not necessarily for this week based on his injury. Um, But I lost that big bet. The other other one I mentioned that I lost on was uh, Tampa Bay giving Chicago three and a half. And I don't know if anybody watched that game. It was the Thursday night game, so I imagine everybody was free to. Tampa Bay was rolling at the end of the second quarter until like two and a half minutes ago, and then some sort of switch flipped, and like Chicago was back in it, and then the second half it was big penalty after big penalty, some questionable. Yes, I'm making excuses, but I got to think there's a lot of other people out there that had Tampa Bay minus three and a half who feel exactly like I did and felt like they were robbed of – what should have been a bit more of a Tampa Bay offensive showing. But that being said, I did have one that I felt really good about that I did win some money on. Hey, Carolina plus two against Atlanta. Carolina, better coaching, better team. They they are they are rolling right now. I I got to think that uh, this team is gonna. The, the, Carolina is the Miami Dolphins of the NFC. I, I feel I, like they're, they're flipped the switch there in, in a good way. That's a good analogy. Um, I actually think I would prefer the the Carolina Panthers. I really like their owner. He's a big Wall Street hedge fund guy, super smart guy. I think he's the richest NFL owner. If not, he's definitely in the top three. And I, I like his commitment to Matt Rule, who's turned out to be a great coach. And it started off a little weird, a little, little slow. But this is a team that 
uh, you know, with, with some free agent money, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's on a very affordable contract. Uh, and the rest of the QBs in that division, I don't love Teddy Bridgewater as a long-term option, but Drew Brees is 40, probably in his last year. Touchdown Tommy Brady's 43. Uh, based on his contract, I think he'll be here this year and next. And then you got Matt Ryan, who's only 35, but, you know, Big Ben. Big Ben, I would love to hear, like, the stories. Like, if Big Ben's body could tell stories, I would love to hear him. And he, Big Ben looks okay. Matt Ryan looks like he's been through hell. Um, not, not like physically, not like mentally or like decision-making wise like Ben, but just looks like hell in, in general. So there's no reason why the Carolina Panthers can't dominate this division in, in future years. I didn't mean to, uh, to take over. Did you have any more bets you wanted to talk about? Uh, I'm actually glad I think that there's not a Thursday game this week because I keep, uh, sucking on the, the prop bets on Thursday night. Um, I missed on one on so okay so Thursday I took Allen Robinson's under who knew that he was going to get 16 targets turned into 10 receptions for 90 yards so really wasn't like from for the amount of volume he got the the yardage still was significantly lower um and then Sunday I uh I think Memphis it might have been in the the Patreon or somewhere else alluded to if James Robinson's um over under receiving yardages anywhere in like the 20 to 23 range that the over sounded good. And I saw that it was 22 and a half. I took the over. He got 21. I think uh, felt Rob there. It was 23 and a half. And you had, he had 22 yards on like right, seven, right, right. on like seven targets. So he couldn't turn, Ugh. he couldn't turn a high target volume. I, I saw that one too. I actually got down on some, uh, some different player props. I'll get it in a second, but yeah, that, that was brutal. I, I have one. I have a loss this past week that was uh, in that brutal range as well. Any other prop bets? Anything else that that came through for you? Yay or nay? I I took uh, Evan Ingram anytime touch touchdown plus two hundred against the Cowboys in that hit. So that felt really good. Yeah, that that was a rushing touchdown. I'm going to talk about that in the uh, the DFS portion of the program. I'll ju- I'll jump into what went down for me so I'll start on that Thursday night game uh my player prop of the week I'm actually now three wins in a row on player props I had the two on Melvin Gordon the week before uh this past week I had Tommy Brady under 259 and a half passing yards that was a win um another player prop uh, I'm going to talk more about this player prop later in the show but I took Jonathan Taylor of the Colts over 12 and a half receiving yards, literally like the first or second play for the Colts from scrimmage. It was a uh, check down pass to Jonathan Taylor for 13 yards. And I'm like, cool, just don't throw him the ball (laughs) the rest of the day. He ended up with two catches for, I believe, 17 yards. But that was a cash. Uh, my, My big bet for the week was the L.A. Chargers at New Orleans over 50 and a half. Yes, it took a little overtime. Yes, it took the uh, the stoink doink off the uh, uprights by Michael Bagley or Badgley, whatever his name is. But I got that W. And before I get into my losses, I'll tell you, Dr. Kyle, you ever feel like sometimes you're so lucky, like you're walking between raindrops and staying perfectly dry? Oh, yeah. That, that, that hasn't was, happened in a while, but I have. That, that, was, that, that was me on on Monday night. So I had a good size bet on my big bet. I mean, I don't call it a big bet just for hyperbole. So I had a decent size wager on that, but I'm also in this million dollar survivor pool challenge on DraftKings. 
and I'm it went from like a half a million entries. We're now down to like 37,000. Okay. And I took new Orleans in this game and mind you, it was, it was a pretty good sweat and I ended up getting there. And the reason why um, I, I feel good about this is I still have Buffalo, Kansas city, Baltimore, New England, I, I have gotten, you know, through this using teams like I've, I've used the Chargers, I've used the Rams, I've used New Orleans, um, I've used a couple other teams. So the fact that I'm still alive in this thing and still have some very good teams left to use, I'm not saying I'm going to win a million bucks, but I'm saying that if I win a million bucks, you might have a new co-host sometime soon. Uh, but but it wasn't all moonlight and canoes for me, man. It, it wasn't all moonlight and canoes. I was on that Colts game too. I actually got yeah. the, I got the Colts game. I got the Colts plus one. It didn't matter. Uh, that was a loss. I had the Colts uh, and Browns under 47 and a half, which was a loss. I don't feel too bad about that one. Um, I, I think the process was correct there. How was I supposed to know there was going to be a pick six for seven points, mm. a kickoff return for a touchdown? There's another seven points. There's 14, and then a safety. So there were 16 points to this total that – I, it's hard to predict. I mean, it, obviously it all gets baked in when, when Vegas and the uh, the bookies make these lines, like our friends over at mybookie.ag. But uh, the one, the final loss that, that I took on the weekend that really stung was Minnesota at Seattle. I had over 53.5 points. The game finished at 53. So had Minnesota kicked the field goal late, and then the Seahawks would have went down and scored. I would have covered. Had Seattle converted that two-point conversion at the end, I would have covered. Um, but, you know, it, it was a, uh, a game that I liked. Uh, the number dropped because of the rain. It dropped from 57.5 down to 53.5. I didn't think that was going to matter. Uh, I was almost right. So I finished my personal betting weekend 3-3. Three and three. That puts me at 18 14 and 1 on the season and uh, on my fabulous big bets i am now 4 and 1 on the season uh it would be 5 and 0 if it wasn't for the the goddamn jets yeah i, I would have had a a perfect 5 and 0 record but we don't want to live too much in the past we want to talk about the process we want to talk about you know where, where we had some some good process and where we had some uh some missteps but uh is there a couple of games that that you're looking at uh at for this week as we roll into and before i do that i'll give you a minute to look over your notes because i want to talk to you about one of our great sponsors it is the folks over at mybookie.ag they are the official provider of the odds for our big bets as well as our likes and leans and if you just go to the show notes and you'll see a link that says web partners next to mybookie you click on that it takes you right to the hyperlink that allows you to get signed up. You use the promo code DWZ Memphis at sign up, which should be pre populated by the way. Boom. They're going to match it dollar for dollar upon your initial deposit up to a grand. Now, I've seen some other some other books out there. They have moved their match up to 500 bucks, but it's not a grant. Dr. Kyle, last time I checked, you're a doctor. You've been through med school, right? Uh, technically, it's not called med school. I don't want to get into it. But yeah, that's, it's, I'm not going down a rabbit hole with you, but but 500 is still less than a thousand. That is correct. Every wow. way you slice it. Every way you slice it, and I'll be honest. I'll just I'll just call uh, I call it how I see it. The book offering up to 500, I believe, is MGM Bet, 
and that is the one app that I have uh, an account and I have used, but it is the most user unfriendly out there. Uh, if you have any issues with uh, mybookie.ag, any questions, you can DM me, you can DM Dr. Kyle, we can help walk you through it, it's not super hard. Uh, I just use the uh, the open browser on my phone. I don't know how you do it, Dr. Kyle, but I've had nothing but positive experiences with mybookie.ag, and uh, I think they're they're actually pretty generous with their line, sides, and totals. What What do you think? Sometimes the hardest part for me on the browser on my phone, Memphis, is when I go to log in and they want to make sure I'm not a robot. And they're like, click all the pictures that are fire hydrants. And sometimes I miss one because it's really small. Otherwise, it's pretty user friendly. Touche. I'll give you that. I had one today. It was uh, train cars. Which, but, but, oh. but here's the thing. We, we often complain about the things that protect us. Why does my bookie have the train cars and the fire hydrants? It's to help protect you, your information, and most importantly, your money. So head over to mybookie.ag or just pause the show if you're not driving and click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right there and you can get fixed up. So let's go on to our likes. These are not necessarily games that we have made bets on yet, but these are games that we really like or are leaning to and we may or may not take uh, take action. I, I will start with my likes. So I'll give Dr. Kyle even more time because... That's the kind of friend that I am. I'm going to take the Washington football team plus three at the New York Giants. Now, the last time I checked, I don't think an 0-5 team should be given anyone points. I get that it's at the Giants. Uh, the, the true Vegas Sharps are giving one to one and a half, sometimes two points for home field. So that tells me that Washington would be plus one at home. Uh, I guess I actually have that backwards. They would be minus one at home because it would be the four-point flip. And the Giants would be a one-point favorite on a neutral. I don't think so. I think I'm getting the better head coach in Ron Rivera. Um, they're getting Kyle Allen. It came out on Wednesday the 14th that Kyle Allen is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, I think he can put points on the board. And I think Daniel Jones has one or two passing touchdowns on the season. Add into that, I don't think they have a very impressive running game, and I know they don't have an impressive offensive line. And I think the front seven of the of the Washington football team is pretty underrated. They should have Chase Young again. And uh, that secondary looks a lot better than you would think because of the front seven. So for me, I don't know, I don't have a big feel of the total of this game, but I'm going to lean uh, Washington plus three at the football, um, excuse me, the football team plus three at the Giants. Uh, per mybookie.ag, what was the uh, what was the first game you leaned to, and do you have any uh, take on the football team versus the G men? Uh, I love the take. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to the DFS segment. But I might have put in some fab tonight for some Washington football team defense because if there's something, if there's one thing they keep reiterating about Daniel Jones on the GM shuffle. And I know I referenced the GM shuffle and RJ Bell's podcast a lot. Those are my two other major football ones because they, they very much helped me understand the process for when we're doing this uh, is that Daniel Jones cannot play fast. And if there's something that chase young is going to make Daniel Jones do, he's going to make him play fast. Uh, so I, I really like the fact, like the fact that the reds, the, the football team is getting points. <laughs> the football team is or are getting points. 
against this Giants team that is still really trying to find its way, finding an identity. You know, they 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 could have had the Cowboys this past weekend, and they let them right back in it pretty quickly. And then you know it was still it was still a close game, but. Uh, the, the Giants are struggling. They gotta they gotta figure something out. So I really like that one. Um, if we're talking my first like of the week, I saw this this morning. So the line has already moved significantly on my bookie. Uh, the Packers are traveling to Tampa, and this morning they were giving two. And by the time I check this evening, this is all on my bookie. This was a pick'em. So the Packers against the Bucks in Tampa Bay as of an hour and a half ago, was a pick em. And the Packers are coming off a bye. They are yet to score less than 30 points in a game. Aaron Rodgers is out with a vengeance. Uh, you know, I, I might have a Packer on my in my DFS lineup this week. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, this Bucks team, they're good, but they're the most penalized team in the NFL right now, and that is not a recipe for success. And I hope nobody saw it in real time like I did this past week, but their defensive tackle, Vita Vey, uh, he sustained an ankle fracture. And so what was looking like a huge turnaround on their defense from last year to this year, that, that, that defense was such a fantasy-friendly defense early on in the year last year, and we saw what Jameis could do in shootouts. Uh, they, they were pretty staunch the first few weeks of this year. Um I, I'm nervous for that defense going forward without him. He is he is an animal, and he is now done for the season. So for those reasons, I like the Packers as a pick em. You know, I, I know they're not the, the home favorite, but they are buzzing. What say you, Memphis? Uh, I, I don't hate it. Um, I think the they're coming off of a bye week is going to be a little canceled out due to the fact that Tampa Bay played on Thursday night. Tampa Bay's coming off 10 days rest, so that doesn't uh, do as much for me had Tampa played on Sunday or even Monday. Uh, a lot less Im- impactful there, and Green Bay is the one doing the traveling. So in this weird COVID situation, so for me, that's kind of a, a, of a wash. I do like, the, I mean, I don't like it for him because he seems to be a good guy as well as a hell of a football player in Vita Vea. You know, m- missing him is going to make things a lot easier for Aaron Jones, do you happen to have the the total pulled up in that game? What is a mybookie.ag calling for? I want to say it was one 55. of the it was one of the higher ones. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, I'm I'm going to get into uh, another over under. You know what's the old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I, I'm going over and under again for my second lean, and that's going to be Pittsburgh and Cleveland at Pittsburgh under 51 points on mybookie.ag. Uh, I think both of these offenses can score. Uh, I don't think – so So you know I'm a Colts fan, right, Dr. Kyle? Yeah. yeah. Matt, clear. Matt Eberflus, the D.C., he is that guy who is just very vanilla. He's missionary position. He's very boring, um, not too elaborate. And when Cleveland didn't come out and do exactly – what he expected them to do. When Cleveland didn't come out and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and I think there was a stretch where Baker threw it like 14 out of 18 plays and several play action, um, he did not do a very good job of reacting to that game plan, even in the second half. And 
I don't think Pittsburgh's going to have that problem. I think Indy has a good defense that had uh, lived up to some very fortuitous situations. And I don't think Cleveland's going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe that is a great game plan by Kevin Stefanski. That doesn't mean that this game couldn't be 20. I mean, this game at the current over-under of 51, I mean, this game could be as high as 27-24. But I really don't think Cleveland's going to have to score 24 points. Um, I've got a great potential prop bet I'm going to talk about at the end of the show coming out of this game. But for me, I really see this game being something really more like 24-21. And, you know, Cleveland, uh, they, they could have to throw it. Baker has hurt ribs. Um, he said at the end of the press conference at the end of the game that mama didn't raise no wuss. Tip of the cap to you, sir. I uh, give you that old cap tip for being a, uh, a tough guy. Um, again, people think I hate Baker. I only hate Baker's dynasty value. Uh, Baker, uh, I did say, would lead this team to the playoffs as one of my preseason hot takes. And uh, so far, he's making me look smart. And But still, I, I just don't see a ton of points in this game. He's coming off of his best game as a, of the season. He had like 250 yards, two TDs, and two INTs. And that's not going to equal to fantasy goodness. I don't know that Ben's going to throw a pick six like Uncle Phil. I don't know that uh, there's going to be a kickoff return for a touchdown. And I'm getting four more, four more points than uh, the Colts and the Browns. So for those reasons, I am leaning toward the uh, under 51 per mybookie.ag between the Browns and the Steelers. So, Dr. Kyle, it is big bet time. What, what, what do you got there? Oh, he's... Well, I got to do my second like. Oh, you still have a second like? I thought, I thought you gave us your second Yeah, and, and G- no, give I us, my, I give us first, both. I, I was not spoiling that oh. I had – it doesn't work so well. But I had Brown Steelers under 51. Actually, right before we started, I was looking at the lines again, and I found one other, so I'm glad – so I have three likes written down and my big bet. Oh, uh, a bonus yeah, I, like. I, I like I'm, it. I'm a, well, yeah, so I, I like Brown Steelers under 51 too. Memphis, can I just can I just have a quick aside? I can't wait for the day where we have both the same likes and the same big bet. It's just going to bring a, a moist little tear to my eye. Uh, j- just rolling <laughs> down just rolling down your cheek. Just rolling down my cheek. Uh, okay, so yes, I, I like Brown Steelers under 51. It's a, an in-division game. These two teams are very familiar with each other. Um, so yeah, but moving on to the like I added right before we started. The Rams are going to San Francisco, which is not a very far trip. And they are only giving three and a half. This San Francisco team just got trounced by the Miami Dolphins in San Francisco. And I'm sure there's plenty of emotions running around San Francisco where this is going to be a motivation game, this and that. But I don't know if Kyle Shanahan can do enough with what he has on offense and defense right now to overcome what is Sean McVay's brilliance for the the Rams offense. You know, uh, Jimmy G came back last week and, I have I, I didn't watch any film. I, I alluded to this earlier in the injury report. I'm not a film guy. I'm a fantasy guy. I'll leave it to my film guys to let me know. But it sounds like Jimmy G just didn't look like himself, and I'm I'm not that surprised coming off a high ankle sprain. I'm not sure if it was his right leg or his left leg. You could make a narrative or construct a narrative for either causing some hesitations in throwing motion, yada yada. 
Um, but I just, I just wonder if this San Francisco team is going to be right this weekend. And uh, again, the GM shuffle talks about this 49ers defense has leaned on a, uh, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to screw it up. Nick Bosa. Yes. Joey's in Joey, LA, right? Joey's in LA. Joey's a charger. He's not a Ram. He's a charger. And Nick, yeah. Nick is, uh, he's a Niner who's out for the season with an ACL. Yes, the this Niners defense has leaned on some, you know, a, a very fortuitous pass rush the past couple of seasons that they don't have this year, and the vanilla defense behind that defensive line is just not getting it done this year. And whereas I think the the Rams defense has been able to do a good job with Aaron Donald has looked great this year, and they're getting to the quarterback. Um, so for those reasons, I like the Rams giving the Niners three and a half this weekend. Mm. If, it, if it goes down to three, I may join you. That that half is the biggest trap in all of all of football. Through some of those key numbers, three, four, seven, ten. I don't like being on the wrong side of laying that half. Three and a half, four and a half, seven and a half, ten and a half. Eh, kind of icky. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, do you have a big bet for us? I'm ready for the big bet from Dr. Kyle. Fire away. I do. Okay, so. Uh... So I'm joining the over-under bandwagon this week because <laughs> fuck spreads because God damn it, Vegas. Um, Ravens, Eagles, over-under is set at 47 and a half. I don't uh, – so, so the Ravens have, I believe – all right, let me pull up my numbers here. And I know this doesn't equate to how Vegas makes their decisions, but the Ravens have scored 27-31. They only scored 20 against the Chiefs, who have their number 33-38. The, the implied point totals in a 47.5-point game, where I believe the spread is eight points, would be uh, call, it, call it 28-20 Ravens. I very much see the Ravens scoring more than 28 points on this Eagles defense that just gave up 39 points to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They gave up 20-something to the, the Washington football team in week one. They have not shown much on defense at this point. Uh, and I understand that the Ravens' defense is somewhat formidable, but not of Ray Lewis' past or Terrell Suggs' past. But I, I very much see... It might be ugly going into the fourth quarter, but I, I, at the bare minimum, I think we're going to see an Eagles backdoor cover where it's like 30 to 14 or 31 to 14 in the fourth quarter and the Eagles get one and put us over this 47 and a half. You know, it, in a season right now where we've seen lots of overs on some high over-unders, I think this is a nice lower over-under to take the over on. What do you think about that? I agree, and I, I don't want to say he needs to get right. It's hard for a guy whose team is 4-1 and one to quote-unquote get right, but we have yet to see MVP Lamar have an MVP Lamar game yet. He had a pretty good game against the uh, football team uh, a couple of weeks ago, but really outside of that, at least from a fantasy perspective, it's been very meh. And last week he only rushed for three yards on two carries. And they, they, they may want to go into their bye week in week seven on a bit of a high note. So I just look at this game this way. I, I really wasn't eyeballing that one too much. But if I told you that the Ravens scored 31, would you be surprised? I think the Steelers just put up like 
in the in the low 30s on on Philadelphia. So would that surprise you if they scored 30, 31? And, and I can I can completely see Philadelphia scoring, you know, 17 to 20 at a minimum. You know, I, I don't think Philadelphia is in the business of getting boat raced. They've played everybody close, even the games they've lost. They've mostly been close. So if this one was to wind up being 34-28, you know, coming down to the wire, it would not surprise me at all. So it, it not a bad big bet at all. Welcome to the over under club. It's a it's a very Feels popular. Good, you know, my 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 personal favorite handicapper. I do love R.J. Bell uh, at R.J. in Vegas, but it's really Steve Fezzik. Fezzik's gold. Um, the only two time winner of the uh, former Hilton now Westgate. Uh, gold contest um, it's like winning the world series of poker main event two years in a row this guy's a hell of a handicapper and uh you know he was saying on one of his podcasts that it's it's so much harder to hit sides than it is totals and i, yeah. I think i think you're, you're coming over to they mentioned it last week on the on the dream preview i think that's where i heard it and i was like all right this is my homework yeah i mean absolutely and i'm going right back to the well um, and part of it is, is is me taking a beating, and I can make this a very simple handicap. Per mybookie.ag, uh, Atlanta and Minnesota, at Minnesota, under 55.0 points. 55 flat. Uh, I, I just look at it this way. I just watched Minnesota go to Seattle and play a very good, arguably the hottest offense in football right now in the Seattle Seahawks, and they put up 53 and a half. I'm sorry. They, they, I'm sorry. They put up 53. I would have loved to have gotten that extra point. So, so would have been sim- nice. <laughs> simple, simple handicap. The the Seahawks have the worst uh, secondary for points, at least in fantasy, in the league right now. So Atlanta's has yeah. to be a, a shade better. And you know, no Dalvin Cook. The Minnesota Vikings are on by in week seven. I just see this kind of they battering ram them with some combination of Alexander Madison, Mike Boone. Uh, there might be a C.J. Ham sighting in there. And I, I know a lot of people are probably concerned about the new head coach, Raheem Mostert. It's not like he's coaching for this Morris, job. Morris. Oh, sorry, Raheem Mostert's running back for the uh, the 49ers. <laughs> that would be a nice promotion from uh, hey, hey, San man. Francisco running back to Atlanta coach. From 28-year-old committee running back in uh, San Francisco, been on like seven teams in eight years to uh, head football coach of the Falcons. That That is a hell of a promotion. But I know that th- that's not going to deter me, even if they get Julio back. It's not going to you know deter me from, from playing – the uh the the under in this game i really see this game being something like 27 21 um yeah you know the the falcons can put up a lot of yardage they just seem to really have a trouble getting the ball in the end zone especially if it's not at the hands of todd Gurley. matt ryan has been in a funk he's current uh touchdown ratio is uh uh uh, 3.6 uh you know I'm drawing a blank on the metric, but it's it's low. His career average is around five um, per attempt. Okay. I, per attempt, I believe, or no, I'm sorry, per completion. Okay. It's per completion. He's averaging a. It's it's a horrible number. It's horribly low for him, and uh, just for all those reasons, I, I like the under a lot. Uh, I, I don't trust this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, I've seen them score a little bit, but I, I'm definitely going with my man Zimmer. They want to get this W. They they want to grind yeah. they want to grind it out and I I think when they played Tennessee the final score was thirty one, 
34. So I know that they're more than capable of allowing a shootout. I just don't see it. So for that reason, I'm going back to the over-unders. I am going under 55 total points, uh, Atlanta at Minnesota. So there you go, Doc. Let's uh, let's jump into a little DFS. This is brought to you by our friends at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, they have a new drop. If you're listening to this on Thursday the 15th, they have a new drop of Goat Shorts. I've actually got Dr. Kyle dialed in with an alarm, a calendar reminder on his phone. These are the new ones with the topographical map. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't, was that a goat? No, anyway. that's me in Goat Shorts, Memphis. Oh, that was you on Twitter. Look at how breathable and flexible they are. If, if you want to see the Goat Shorts in action, you would have to go to my Instagram at Memphis185, or you can check out Dr. Kyle on Twitter at DWZ. Dr. PT, uh, he was out there on Wednesday the 14th rocking his hate brand goat shorts. And it's just something unique. You're going to go into the gym. You're not going to see anyone else rocking your gear. You're going to look fresh. And they're very functional. They're, they, they fit great. But all you got to do is go head over to the hate. That's the HVIII.com and use promo code at checkout. And uh, you can you can save some bucks. So Man, uh, how did you do in Week 5 DFS? Did, did, did you play? Did you have any success with your roster? Uh, give me some DFS action. So, Memphis, uh, I actually turned a profit in DFS this week because DraftKings threw me three free um, buy-ins, I suppose is the phrase. Rosters, constructions, etc. For some, you know, 100 or 500,000 person entry. And it was actually all I got around to this week was constructing those three. But I finished, it's not going to sound great, 9,556. But that was out of, I believe, either 100,000 or 500,000 and 125 cents with, uh, you know, I was, I was, I think a lot of people, I actually looked at like the top 10 because um, I wanted to do some retroactive research for moving forward. Uh, you know, the, the Mike Davis, Mike Davis was on everybody's roster. I went with Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, in this roster, I had the DJ Moore stack and a couple others. I had Robbie Anderson, and then C.D. Lamb, Darius Slayton, all a bit of fire. Calvin Ridley was great. I would say my my not great was Antonio Gibson only finished with 10 points in uh, the DraftKings, and Evan Ingram only finished with 9.5, and the Steelers defense with 8. Um, but overall, it felt like it felt like a good DFS week. And while I'm discussing my retrospective research, uh, the the top five, six guys all had Chase Claypool and they all had Mike Davis. So, and, But from there, it was like everybody's quarterback was a little different. Somebody had Kyler. Somebody had Mahomes. Um, other running backs were different. Somebody had Zeke. Somebody didn't. So, guys, like if you're playing these big, high – and we've probably talked about this in the past with the cash games, but – you know, hundred thousands of guys. These guys are all submitting as many rosters as they can. These are guys who probably don't even know football. They are just playing with algorithms. But just it doesn't like if you pick the guys you like, work around them, and then you can just throw in like there's going to be somebody this week who's going to score two or three touchdowns. That's probably you know thirty five hundred or or four thousand dollars. That's going to be rostered in you know less than five percent of leagues. That's how you got to think. You can't. You know, look, everybody's looking at the same DraftKings. Everybody sees the green that sees that says, you know, this 
They're playing a defense that's 25th or 30th or 32nd or whatever against that position. Yes, it's very helpful. But if everybody's looking at the same research, you're not doing anything different than the norm. If you're playing in a tournament like I do with my, you know, 15, 20 friends, because that's all I got, yeah, then then go with all the chalk you want. But if if my uh, my experience is uh, going to be conveyed to you, it would be this. Think outside the box, get a little creative, pick some, you know, pick some third wide receivers or second tight ends even. You know, there's going to be a second tight end like a Mo Alley Cox before it's a Mo Alley Cox. Anyway, I digress. Memphis, tell us about your DFS week. Man, every week you it's it's weird. It's it's like anything, you know, you just feel like you 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 said it and man, you walk around like where's my million bucks? Just go ahead and pay me right now. And really I, I had a very what I consider meh week. I didn't even make it to Mr. Mincash this week. I hit on I hit on Darius Slayton. He did pretty well. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't do horrible. I mean, but just two turnovers and then no touchdowns. And how the hell, I know, congratulations on the Evan Ingram prop, but how the hell is Evan Ingram's, you know, touchdown? It's a rushing touchdown. And then there's a defensive touchdown by the Giants. And, and then there's the Devonta Freeman rushing touchdown. And I'm just sitting here, like, shaking my head. I'm like, come on, man. But, but Darius Slayton did quite well. He did. Uh, he had 120 yeah. yards rushing. It was actually the most t- total rushing yards to one receiver Dallas gave up all year. They've given up plenty of 100-yard games, but Slayton's 120 was the most to date, and he barely, barely missed a touchdown. I believe he had one called back due to a penalty. It was very meh overall outside of that. I didn't miss too much. Uh, I missed on Dak. I mean, it was meh due to injury. I mean, Dak still mm. scored. He, he got a receiving touchdown, which was crazy. It was meh on Kamara. I was expecting a little bit. And then later I had to pivot off of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs due to them being moved to the Tuesday game. So I ended up having to reconfigure what I had on the lineup. And then I missed on Amari Cooper. It was a C.D. Lamb week. And my note there is just that, man, if we, we want to be involved in Dallas, especially with the wide receivers, we might have to take the week off because they're on Monday night football unless you're playing that single-game slate. But good luck picking which Dallas wide receiver is going to be the man. Is it a Gallup week? Is it a Lamb week? Is it an Amari Cooper week? Is it a Dalton Schultz week? Is it a Zeke on the ground week? You know, it's not so much of an issue with the running game, but trying to decipher which running, excuse me, which wide receiver is going to be the best play. And yeah, you can use the algorithms and the the QB wide receiver match. I'm assuming the the cornerback wide receiver matchup. But even then, it's not a uh, not not a perfect science, but I, I'm ready to roll into my uh, my DFS slate this week. Um, I, I had down here. I forgot that that Kyler and uh, the Cardinals play on Monday night, so I can't make mm-hmm. the, I can't make them my cash smash. Is what I had that written down. Dude, Dallas is terrible. <laughs> Dude, Dallas is terrible. They they have given up 12 passing TDs in the last four games. Uh, they didn't give up any last week, but they they probably should have. They've given up a yeah. uh, hundred yard games to. So listen to this, man. So in week one, they gave up one hundred and five to Robert Woods. In week uh, two, they gave up a hundred to uh, Ridley. Then a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then they gave up a hundred to Lockett and a uh, hundred and ten to Metcalf. <laughs> they gave up eighty one to OBJ. 
and then 120 to Darius Slayton. Even though you can't really get him into your Sunday Millie Maker lineup, pray, pray. Just say a little prayer to whatever it is that you believe in and be like, please don't let me be playing DeAndre Hopkins anywhere this week because he is <laughs> he is going to put a hurt on someone real bad. Uh, my tourney play this week, man, I, I kind of I'm feeling a couple of stacks. And ironically, on FanDuel, they both cost the exact same fourteen thousand five hundred in salary. Now I'm leaning, okay. I'm leaning Big Ben and Juju. And you know, you might be like, ah, but Memphis, you said you had that game under. That doesn't mean there can't be fantasy, you know, points or in this case, fan, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. So on, on FanDuel, over the first four games that he's played, Big Ben has never got less than nineteen on FanDuel, but he's also never gotten more than twenty-two. Um, Juju has been every other in the odd number uh, the weeks the odd number of games I guess for him because they've only played four in games one and three he was you know well into the 19 20 21 range and then in the two odd number excuse me the two even number weeks weeks two and four for them not everybody else uh, he's been in the single digits I don't think Denzel Ward's going to come down to the slot to cover him. I think he'll be on the outside on either Claypool, Washington, or Deontay Johnson. And I'm feeling a big juju game this week, so I like that. But if you have big balls, big big fuzzy peaches on you, you could go with the exact same price range, and you could go Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. Now, Cousins is 7,100, and Thielen is 7,400. But this Atlanta secondary is atrocious. We just saw Teddy B light these guys up like a Christmas tree. Um, some, some other plays that I have in there this week. I have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, yes, I continue to go back to that well over and over again. But, man, it, it's just so hard not to when you know they're playing Cincinnati at home. This is a team that's dying to get a win. Uh, and then on the Sunday night game, you know, you mentioned Novita Vea. Guess what? That feels like an Aaron Jones game to me. I don't know about you. Aaron Jones has been on fire. Yeah, I know Devontae Adams is back. Uh, I mentioned Juju Calvin Ridley. I do think Calvin Ridley will get his, even though uh, I don't expect uh, a, a lot of scoring in that game. Uh, after that embarrassing performance on Monday Night Football, he had a great rebound last week against the Panthers, and I expect a, a very good game out of him. Uh, against the Vikings, and then to keep it cheap and to get everybody worked in. I went with my, went with my man Preston Williams. Uh, maybe he can repeat that magic because he is playing the Jets. So uh, n nothing wrong with playing the Jets. Uh, at tight end, I got my man TJ Hawkinson against the Jags. Nice. And then I stayed in that game. I took James Robinson. I mean, he's getting the volume. There's only a handful of guys getting a more of a, of a total usage of his team's offensive plays. Than James Robinson. I believe he had seven targets last week. And as long as he continues to stay involved in the passing game, as well as being the leader on the ground, he's going to be a, uh, a decent smash uh, against a bad Lions team. Sorry, Jerry and Maddie. It just is what it is. And then I, I'm taking a very weird, uh, a very weird uh, trip into uh, Cincinnati with uh, the defense. I know you're like, well, they're playing the Colts. Man, the, the Colts don't want to score a bunch of points. The Colts want to keep no. it close, and only outside of the Cleveland game, Cincinnati's been positive on the defensive side of the ledger. Uh, I think Uncle Phil's good for a turnover or two, and uh, you know I, I don't see them just racking up the score on Cincinnati. So that is uh, one of the lineups that I've built, uh, as always, subject to change. 
But uh, Dr. Kyle, the, the Thursday night game or lack thereof is going to allow us to have our parking lot party. But uh, is there anything prop bet related you're looking at going into the weekend since you get Thursday night off? I mean, obviously they're not official yet, but is there like anything you're looking to pick on or keep an eye on? Uh, I don't, I don't have anything prop. I'll, I'll get something for Twitter, the Patreon, um, early this weekend. Let me, can I run? So I have one DFS lineup I've put together so far. L- let's do and, it, man. I mean, we're here for the people. This is the people's podcast. Yeah. Tell us about so your I'll, DFS. I'll, so, so it's a, my, my friend puts together, it's a, you know, a private tournament on DraftKings. So we are allowed to use the Monday night games. My only Monday night guy is, as Memphis alluded to, DeAndre Hopkins. Cowboys fan. I know it's going to come. Most expensive wide receiver. Doesn't matter. Get him in your lineups. And then if I'm talking other chalk or tournament play, I also have Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I love that on the DraftKings platform, it looks like the Tampa Bay defense is a strong defense, whether it's, you know, opponent ranks as the 12, 14, or 16, whatever it is, it's not green. That might help you with your um, being different than the rest. So I like Aaron Jones this week. I like Hopkins this week. And then as far as my quarterback, again, the the Jets are the eighth best defense against the quarterback in fantasy football. Guys, let's think about a narrative for this. The Jets are never winning. The other team is constantly running the ball on them. So it's not that the Jets' pass defense is good. It's that they don't have to pay pass defense. play pass defense. Is that they're constantly trying to stop the run when they're down more than the spread because they can't even cover the damn spread. Yet I'm still afraid to try and bet against it every week because it just feels so gigantic. And at one point, you know, the blind squirrel is going to find the nut. Um, so I got Fitzpatrick in there. My other running back, I like David Montgomery this week against the Carolina defense that struggles against the run. Montgomery is, you know, he is David Montgomery, but for his price, like we, like Memphis said with workload, like Montgomery gets a decent workload. He gets involved in the passing game a little bit. Cohen's out. I know Corderell Patterson is getting involved there. He, he, he looked great on last Thursday night. I wish I didn't drop him in the one or two leagues I had him in before that, but he'll probably still be a non-factor and then uh so going back to receivers if i'm looking at a guy that like has the potential and look nobody's gonna be what chase claypool was last week but that's how i'm gonna start thinking about at least one guy in every roster going forward keelan cole 4900 dj chark's ankle is banged up lavisca chenault came up on the injury report today with a hamstring probably not a serious issue but Keelan Cole has like four, four, and six receptions in the past three games. This Jacksonville team, they passed the ball. Uh, Keelan Cole has looked apart. You know, you want to hear what Matty Big Chess has to say about him. Uh, he talked about him on the injury report today. So I'm, I'm sneaking Keelan Cole into all my lineups this week. My, my man Terry McLaurin's price has come down to 5,700, and they play the G-men. And Kyle Allen is serviceable enough where I think we're going to see an uptick from McLaurin coming out of that rough week last week. And then, you know, my tight end is uh, I, I'm going with Eric Ebron. I want a piece of that Steelers offense. It's not the sexiest, but it's going to be different. Uh, he's only 4,100. And then uh, so then I went defense and I'm going with the Washington football team against that Giants defense. Daniel Jones likes to turn the ball over. He can't play fast that Ron Rivera is, is going to whip up something to 
to get Daniel Jones head spinning. And then from there, I had exactly 4,500 left. And who was sitting there right at the top? DeAndre Swift. Lions are coming out of a bye. I pray to God that one of the coaches on the Lions coaching staff looked at the film the past few weeks and saw exactly what they have in their rookie running back and took the two weeks to say, all right, we got to get this guy involved. I think he'll be... Uh, I think he'll be a low percentage. So again, this is a good cash game play with the the upside he gets. He's already been involved in the passing game. So if he could just get a little bit more involved in the running game, I think we're going to see you know the the future of DeAndre Swift this week. Well, I got I got a couple of nuggets for you, and then I'm going to throw you a little something in the way of a prop bet. So you mentioned DeAndre Swift. I didn't get a chance to mention him on the Dynasty Warzone, but if you're a Dynasty player listening to this podcast and you stuck around to the end, here's a couple of bonus nuggets for you. DeAndre Swift is someone I'm looking to uh, kick tires on uh, between now and Sunday, and here's why. He was hurt during the preseason, and they did not have a lot of time to work him in the game plan. He just wasn't around. If you go back to... I don't know, find a, a Lions beat reporter and just track it. There was like two weeks where there was nothing on the radar about DeAndre Swift. And now they've had the last two weeks to figure out how to really implement this guy into their game plan. And it's kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind things. And people are down on him, even in Dynasty, in, even in redraft. I'm kicking tires on DeAndre Swift and on formats and then Terry McLaren. I know there's some smokers and jokers out there talking smack because he had a bad game last week. I got news for you. He was playing in a monsoon, being manned up by Jalen Ramsey, and his quarterback was Alex Smith, who hadn't taken live fire since 2018. If any sucker is willing to give you a discount on Terry McLaren in any format, you take it. You take it and you run like a thief in the night on my man Terry McLaren. One bad game does not make a season. All right, are you ready for some prop bet info, Dr. Kyle? Prop away. I'm going to prop it like it's hot. So there's no prop bets because normally when we do this, we only have Thursday night props. There's no Thursday night game, so no Thursday night props. It makes sense. But what I'm going to be looking for this week is I'm going to be looking for James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to be looking at his reception totals and his receiving yardage total props going into this weekend. The running position, the running back position, excuse me, over the last four games against Cleveland has averaged nine targets and seven catches over those four games. I did omit the first game of the season against Baltimore because Baltimore and Lamar Jackson just do not check down to the running back position. But in all their other games, uh, and those are the ones, ironically, they all won, uh, whether it was the Bengals, the Colts, uh, I'm drawing a blank on a couple of others in there. Eagles. Eagles and Dallas. Um, you know, if, if you can get a over-under, uh, like a three, three and a half on catches, man, I, I've, I've got to lean that way. Um, Seattle is 30th against the pass, at least for fantasy points. And they're pretty good against the rush. So uh, Big Ben's not afraid to check it down to the running back. And I think I would be comfortable somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 to 24 and a half yards. I think that would be my comfort level. Uh, those are a couple of the props I'm looking to get down on. Uh, just a heads up, those appear on FanDuel sometime around Friday afternoon. Now, those don't move too much. Usually once they're up, they're up. 
But like any bet, if they start getting a bunch of action on it one way or the other, the number will fluctuate. So that's a prop that I'm looking to get down on. What do you think, Dr. Kyle? I, I leveraged that bit of information to my advantage last week with uh, Jonathan Taylor. And uh, I'm glad I didn't put any action on Naheem Hines because his was actually pretty high. His under over on FanDuel last week was four and a half or four. So it, yeah. it was it was rough action. It was it was about one too many for me, which I'm glad he only had two. Yeah, I mean uh, to to reiterate what you've said earlier with over unders, why fix what isn't broken? And if there's something I'm starting to like tinker with mentally as I navigate these prop bets, is especially with receiving yards, is like you know there's a lot of two, especially three, sometimes four wide receiver sets used in the NFL, like. I'm, I'm not even trying to like, if I'm taking an over on a guy, he's going to be you know second, third, maybe fourth in the pecking order. Uh, and if I'm taking, uh, yeah, if I'm taking the over, if I'm taking the under, it's going to be on the top dog probably like uh, it might not be the right process. I'll, I'll let you know as it goes. Um, but it sounds like, you know, why go after, so like you, you went after receiving yard total on Jonathan Taylor last week at 17 and a half. And like, yes, we know Taylor can catch a couple balls, but he's not a receiving guy. Like you didn't go after Kamara's receiving total. You didn't go after Kareem Hunt's receiving total. You you picked a guy who like low key might just get over his low key number. Um, so that's my thought process on some of these over-unders going forward. Something I've been doing is I've been going through. So uh, I've mentioned this before, but like on a personal note, my son's a little league baseball player. I guess he's not little anymore; he's teenager for the love of God. But you know, so I, I sit there. So he had, he had to be at games all during the season at eleven thirty, and I would just plop down in my lawn chair, and I would start flipping through, and I would look through every prop. And where I would start is I would start with the games with the highest under over, and I would start looking at receiving and scoring props in those games. Now, because sometimes you'll find that the bookie contradicts themselves. They'll tell you that the over-under is 55 points, but you'll see some ridiculously low, you know, receiving uh, reception totals and reception yardage totals. And I'm like, this does not, this does not smell. This does not pass the smell test for me. How can you tell me they're going to score 55 points? Well, how in the blue hell are they going to score 55 points if no one's moving the ball? And if they're going to score all these points, who is going to score the points? Who is the most likely? Um, I, I don't like those crazy three to one, four to one props. I know you got you got the Evan Ingram one in, but I, I just tend to look at those from a yardage standpoint. You got to move the ball to score the ball, and you'll be surprised. You can find. Um, I remember the uh, the last one I bet on Devonte Parker. It was in a game where Miami. I forget who they were. Maybe it was the Buffalo game. I, I don't re- recall who they were playing, but the under and over in that game was like forty nine. And I'm like, how are you going to score 49 points and tell me Parker's only going to get 62? He wasn't facing an elite cornerback. I didn't hate the matchup. It wasn't like they had ran Tua in there or something. Fitzmagic was still the QB. Again, I, I just think that the, the bookies, whether it's Vegas or New Jersey with DraftKings, whoever it is, I think they put these, slow, these lower limit prop bets out just for like the novelty of it. And that if you're a, I don't want to say smaller stakes because your stakes matter to you. Um, like I mentioned before a long time ago, Colin Cowherd, who's a multimillionaire, you know, media guy, for he said before on his show, he's a hundred dollar a game better. So you know, millionaire bets a hundred bucks. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not betting a hundred bucks. 
But when you're looking at these lower level props that you're betting 10, 20, 25 bucks on, man, they don't tend to care about those as much. And they don't micromanage those as much. And you can find a lot more imperfections and uh, you know, a lot more areas to, to make money. So that's where I'm really focusing. Yeah. I'm only betting a few sides in totals. And like you said, I'm digging deeper into the player props. But, man, we didn't have a lot at the end because of no Thursday night game, but I think we spun that into a little bit of gold for those that stuck around to the bitter end. Yeah, pro- process is always the way to go. Like, we, we can tell you what we like, but when you hear what we're thinking, like, that's, uh, you know, well, give a man a fish, yada, yada, teach a man a fish, yada, yada, yada. That's always been the premise of everything that Jerry and I wanted to do, and now that we've brought you and Maddie on with us, our goal is not to do the thinking for you. I want you to sit down on Sunday morning with your phone, and I want you to go through the prop bets, and I want you to look at them. I mean, if you want to follow along and bet what I bet, cool, at DWZ Memphis on Twitter. I'll uh, tag Dr. Kyle in a lot of my, my action as I'm betting it, or you can continue to listen to the show. But one thing that will make you a better overall uh, gambler, I guess, and fantasy player is if you sit down and you know, do that 15, 20, 30 minutes of research. You will find not only will you find interesting stuff, but you'll find that you continue to uh, just you become better. The, the, the challenge of looking for imperfections and loopholes, I've, uh, I've made a game out of it, and I'm making money. So that, that's what it's all about. And uh, Dr. Kyle, if you don't have anything, I'm going to take this one in for a landing. Let's do it. Like so, right into the Hudson River. All right. Safely. Yep. Well, uh, Dr. Kyle's internet went haywire just at the right time. But on behalf of Dr. Kyle, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Fabulous Big Bet, we're here to remind you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll be back here. Look for us on YouTube all weekend talking about various fantasy football and gambling topics. Hope you have a great week and looking forward to the Patreon parking lot party. If you know, you know, and if you don't know, you should know. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>